I'm Andrea Donsky, co-founder of Morpheus, powered by Naturally Savvy, and today I have Amy Keller, who's in charge of education and new product development for Organic India USA. Amy, welcome to our show. Thanks for having me. I'm excited to talk about stress today because we are so stressed and more so than normal. And I know that adaptogens play a big role in helping us cope better with stress. So who better than you who understands the science behind adaptogens and how it can help us? So can we just jump right in, talk about what are adaptogens? Let's start there. What are adaptogens and how they can help us cope during these times? Well, adaptogens are a classification of plants herbs are agents that are referred to as intelligent herbs. So they help, as you mentioned, our bodies adapt to stress, whether it's physical, environmental, biological, um, by uh, working with the human genome, basically talking to our bodies. So the very plants that have been under stress in their own lives from severe droughts, cold, heat, nutrient deficiencies, um, herbivore-induced damage, you know, other animals eating them, nutrient uh, deprivation, all of these different things, they have the same exact constituents that we can consume and speak with our human genome that help us adapt to stress. So these are plants, like you're saying, that are grown in the wild. Where, where are a lot of these grown? Uh, a lot of the adaptogens um, that are considered classical adaptogens live in Asia for the most part. A lot of them live in the high Himalayas. A lot of them live in very, very cold areas or very extreme uh, fluctuations in temperature. So very, very hot in the summer and very, very cold in the winter. And they live through all of that. Which would make sense because they live through rough conditions, which is, makes them more resilient and in helping us, I guess. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> Amazing. So what are some examples of adaptogens that are commonly used to help when it comes to stress? Well, some of my favorite adaptogens are um, Ayurvedic adaptogens, obviously working for Organic India, so they're indigenous to India. But Tulsi, uh, also known as Holy Basil or the Queen of Herbs, is probably my very favorite um, adaptogenic herb because it lends itself well to being a beverage also because it tastes good. Um, my second favorite is probably ashwagandha, which is a very popular herb right now for stress. And we at Organic India actually have a tea that has both Tulsi and ashwagandha in it. So it's two of my favorites all in one cup. Now, is there, is there one that works better over the other? For example, should we have take ashwagandha at certain times versus Tulsi? Is it okay to combine them? Yeah, it's perfectly fine to combine them. That's one of the beautiful things about adaptogens is they're very safe. Uh, they're very safe because of the way that they work in the body, that creating this cohesive networking with all of your different systems. They don't force your body to do anything like other herbs that are one direction or not two directional or um, considered adaptogenic. I would say that ashwagandha is more of a building herb and Tulsi is more of a balancing herb. They both have balancing effects. Uh, but what I've noticed just from my own experience and working with uh, clients in my own private practice that I had uh, in Boulder, Colorado for a long time is that ashwagandha is really great for calming the nervous system. You know, when you're under acute amounts of stress, which can prevent you from sleeping restfully and soundly, um, it can give you the nerves, the jitters during the day. Let's say you have to give a presentation or, you know, be on an interview and you're, you have that nervous anxiety. You still get the butterflies, but it calms your nervous system down so that you're able to actually think it's not sedative in any way. So I like ashwagandha for that. And then Tulsi's just a great herb to be able to drink throughout the day. Feels very balancing, uh, gives you some energy when you need it, and it helps you relax when you need to relax. Do they work pretty quickly? So you're saying, for example, if somebody is giving a presentation or you have those butterflies, how quickly does it take, does it take effect in our body? 
Uh, everyone's different just because of their ability to absorb what they're eating or drinking. Uh, Tulsi works very quickly in, it's basically, it's an herbal infusion. It's a liquid extract of the herbs. So you get a lot of the essential oils and things. So by consuming it as a tea, it works almost instantaneously. I would say within, you know, five to 15 minutes, you'll notice a difference. Oh, wow. And depending on how you take it, if you're taking it in a capsule, or again, if you're consuming it in a tea or something that is a little bit more quickly absorbed into the body, um, you're going to notice it in about the same amount of time that if the capsule takes a little bit longer, depending on your digestion. So we talked about ashwagandha, we talked about talci or holy basil. What are some other adaptogens that we could take that would really be beneficial to us when we're under a lot of stress? Uh, well, there's so many in traditional Chinese medicine and also in Ayurvedic medicine. One of my very favorite herbs is shatavari, which is a hormone balancing herb. And a lot of times shatavari and ashwagandha are taken together because shatavari is considered more of a feminine herb and ashwagandha is considered more of a masculine herb. So together they have a really beautiful uh, symbiotic relationship of the feminine and the masculine uh, Women of all ages use shatavari, so really great for symptoms of, you know, premenstrual syndrome, uh, all phases of a woman's life. So young girls to older women, really great for women that are having hot flashes. Uh, so that, as women, we were talking about of being one of my favorite adaptogens. That's another one of my favorite. So at Morpheus, we talk a lot, we talk about women being in perimenopause and menopause. So you say the word hot flashes and my ears perk up. I'm like, ah, okay, let's, let's dig a little bit deeper because we really want to help women. We're a community of women that we want to help us navigate through perimenopause and menopause and understanding certain herbs that can help us. So let's dig a little bit deeper on Shadavari. So how does it help balance our hormones? So you're saying hot flashes or whether it's PMS for people who, women who are in perimenopause, what does it do exactly in the body that it helps balance that? So all adaptogens really work similarly in the body. They work with the HPA axis, which is your hypothalamus, your pituitary gland, and your adrenals. Okay. They help regulate all of the hormones in your body. So whether you're taking shatavari, which is, um, really great for women or any other adaptogens they are really working the same in the body, which is creating this cohesive networking between all of your systems, so your endocrine system, your nervous system, your immune system. It doesn't stimulate these things. It helps them communicate better and balance them. So when we say adaptogen, some people are over adapted and some people are under adapted. So think of conditions that you hear that are hypo or hyper. So hypo is obviously you're under adapted and your hyper is you're over adapted. So women have hot flashes for a lot of different reasons, but generally it's a hormonal imbalance, but it could be over adapt adaptation or under. Uh, so it really basically helps all of the networks and systems uh, communicate better with each other and have a clear flow of energy so that they're able to balance um, all of the systems mm -hmm. of the body. Can you take too much Shadavari? Like how much would you take in, when it comes to dosage? Um, you know, we recommend that you take two capsules in the morning and two capsules at night. And um, a lot of women take them just as needed. I have found people that have taken one dose of um, Shatavari before bed, first time ever, and then didn't have hot flashes and continue to take it before bed every night. Uh, some people have, you know, a little bit longer time for their body to adapt to the herbs and sort of get back into balance. So it could take a little bit longer for it to work and they might take a little bit higher dosage. So, okay. When it comes to taking Shatavari, can it actually have a negative effect on our hormones? Like from, for women who are in that phase of their life where our hormones tend to be a little bit not as balanced, could it actually have any negative effect on our, or side effects for women? 
this is one of those things that I really love about adaptogens and why they're suitable for most everyone is because they are so safe. There really are very, very few contraindications or negative side effects of adaptogens in general. Now, there's always the exception of people who are taking pharmaceutical medications and things like that, that they have to consider those things because not every herb has been tested with every pharmaceutical drug on the planet. Um, and so keeping those things in mind, but adaptogens in general are very, very safe. Okay. That's great to know. Yeah. I want to talk about how to take it. So different ways that we can take it. There's supplements, capsules, there's the herb itself, I'm guessing. There's tea. At Organic India, I know they have several different methods. What are some of the, your favorite ways to take it? And are there some that are more absorbable than others? Uh, my favorite way of taking herbs is generally by consuming them either as a food or as a beverage. At Organic India, we have herbal infusions also called teas. We have capsules um, that come in the bottle. And then we also have some powders. We're doing a lot of innovation right now around new product development with alternative ways, alternative delivery systems. We like to say that we're delivery system agnostic, that we want to get you the herbs um, in the way that you would best consume them. So a lot of people will put uh, shatavri, for example, uh, ashwagandha as well, even their turmeric in a warm and milky beverage. It can be you know, macadamia nut milk, it can be cashew milk, it can be cow's milk, it can be any of those things and make it into a warm, sort of comforting or nourishing beverage. The, a lot of herbs are best absorbed with fat alongside of them. Turmeric is one of those things. But consuming them in that way makes it easier to be compliant. I feel like if you're always looking at a handful of capsules, Sometimes you're just like, I just can't do it today. But if you make this beautiful, nourishing beverage for yourself every morning, and it's more like this devotion to yourself and a celebration by making a cup of tea and having a little bit of a ritual around it, you're able to consume your herbs and do it on a really regular basis and not feel like it's a, you know, a pack of pills. Which some people don't want to take pills. Some people like to take it as, you know, I don't know if you have any of the infusions there. If not, I'm going to put a link to it below. Oh, do you? Oh, awesome. So that's the tea, right? So that's, um, that's an actual tea that you can make. And I, I know that they have the infusions as well. That's the powder and they have their supplements too. So we're going to link to everything that Organic India offers below. So it make it easy for you to access it. Organic India is a partner of Naturally Savvy and Amorphous and we love them and their products are incredible quality, which is why Amy, we wanted to have you on our show today because we want to make, we want to make it easier for our viewers to be able to access ingredients, safe ingredients that can help them cope better with stress during this time because many of us are very anxious. I mean, it's, it's, it's true. It's real. And if there's something that's easily, that we can easily access and that's safe too, I mean, hello, it's awesome. <laughs> exactly. And it's, it's pleasurable too. You know, it's, it's comforting. It's comforting to have a cup of tea and you can make it into iced tea in, in the summer or when it gets warm or whatever. But yeah, I think it's, uh, interesting that when we thought we couldn't be any more stressed out than we are, we suddenly are. We suddenly are. What are some other adaptogens other than the ones we discussed today? Like I know there's rhodiola and then there's, is it cordyceps? Like there are other adaptogens that are out there. Are there others that you think are also very useful at this time to look into or to educate ourselves on? Yeah, I think that you can pretty much take any adaptogen. So astragalus, rhodiola, like you mentioned, shilajit is something that I take. I don't know if you've ever heard no, of shilajit. No, I never heard of that. But it's actually, um, it's a resin that comes oh, out of shilajit. the Yes, it, it ends in the T. Yes, yes, yes. Okay, again, yeah, it's the pronunciation of it. It's thick and it's tar-like. It is not the most um, pleasurable 
thing to take, but it is, it is an amazing adaptogen. It's known also as a Rossiana in Ayurvedic medicine, which is just like longevity producing. So it has a lot of different benefits in there, but a lot of the Chinese herbs, the cordyceps, mushrooms, any of those type of adaptogenic herbs, I think they're all wonderful for stress because of the way that they work in the body, just getting all of those symptoms to communicate. Hmm. And again, they're safe and you can't take too much. I guess your body normalizes itself or gets rid of what it doesn't need. Is that if like for simplicity terms, is that kind of how we could think of it? Yeah, for the most part. And Organic India does primarily whole herb supplements. So I'm when I'm talking about adaptogens and how we offer them to the world, they're in a whole herb format, which is basically the same as if you eat a salad full of spinach um, it is the same thing as eating a salad of spinach. The capsules are whole herbs. So you're not taking just an extract or one constituent from the spinach that we find beneficial. So there's a lot of research that's been done around individual constituents, but when you're taking the whole herb formula, it makes it even an extra measure of safety because it's just like consuming it in the wild. If you're consuming the leaf of the plant or the flower or the root. Right. So consuming everything, it's like it becomes that whole food. Exactly. What we love. exactly. I want to shift for a minute to our adrenal glands because when we're stressed, obviously our adrenal glands play a big role. How do adaptogens affect our adrenal glands? I know you mentioned they work on other systems or all of the many systems in the body. How do they specifically affect our adrenal glands? Uh, you know, I was mentioning before the hypothalamus, the pituitary and the adrenals working together and they do work together to upregulate or downregulate your stress response in your body. So those three systems really work together. So when your adrenals are creating cortisol in the body, creating stress, the thing that adaptogens do is help that balance come back in, help downregulate that and get all of the systems to communicate to say that that's the stress response is overacting. So that's where you have a sympathetic or a parasympathetic response. So the adaptogens help create that in the body through that HPA access. Now, is it safe for everybody to take? So even younger kids, is it, should we be a certain age before we start taking adaptogens or drinking tea with adaptogens in it? Well, I will say as a company, we have um, rules and regulations of what we can say. So we recommend that people take herbs 18 and older, or unless they're under the supervision of a uh, health professional. But I will say in India for thousands and thousands of years, in China as well, people have been consuming these herbs through childhood all the way through. This is their primary type of medicine that they use. So there really are no age ranges to those things. There are particular herbs in general, not just adaptogens that we're talking about that might be better suited for someone who was, um, if they were trying to uh, reproduce or procreation or trying to get pregnant, that they would take certain herbs over other herbs. But other than that, there's really not an age range specific to the herbs. Just dosages based on body weight and things like that. Is there anything that we didn't talk about that you feel that you'd like to cover before we end our interview? Um, I think something that is, I have people ask questions all the time about how adaptogens work in the body and the scientific explanation is always, it's okay, right? It's, it, it, that sort of makes sense to people, but maybe not on a really foundational level. And I'd love to think of how you see adaptogens are in nature. So you can see an adaptogen actually working in nature. And I'd love to think of the analogy of a tree. And a tree in the fall, the chlorophyll, which is the pigment that makes the leaves green, 
leaves the leaves. It goes into the roots of the tree when the days get shorter and cooler and the pigments or the flavonoids that are already existing in the leaves have the opportunity to come out, which gives us the orange and the yellows and the purples and the reds and all of these beautiful colors. But it's really the tree adapting to protect itself for the winter. So it's bringing all of the nutrients into the root, the roots taking care of it. And it's also the leaves is a um, way to ward off pests for the winter. So just seeing how plants can adapt in their environment and thinking of the plants that we're consuming as being able to communicate to our human genome, to me, it just lands different for me than learning about, you know, the different pieces of the brain that are communicating that make that adaptogens work with. I love to see it actually working in nature. You brought up a good point. Is there research on adaptogens? So does the science does the science support taking adaptogenic herbs for stress? It does. It, there is a lot of research going on about adaptogens. And as technology becomes more enhanced and as we progress, there are better tests to test the different uh, ways that adaptogens are working in the body. For thousands of years, no one has really known exactly the mechanism in the body. And the HPA access is actually one of the newer uh, revelations of how adaptogens are actually functioning in the body that we know, but I think there's still a lot of other ways that these plants are interacting with our human bodies that were yet to be discovered. And I love the fact that there's science because here at Morphous and Naturally Savvy, we really do want to put forth those supplements, those ingredients that do have science behind it, because we're often asked, is there science? Does the research support it? So I'm, I'm happy to hear that it does when it comes to adaptogens. Amy, thank you so much for being on our show. We really appreciate having you on. Thank you. It was my pleasure. It was fun. Thank you. If you got value out of today's video, please hit the like button and share it with everybody you know, because the more you share, shows you care, and the more we can help educate people on living a healthy lifestyle. And please don't forget to hit that notification bell so you'll be notified every single time we have a new video. Thank you so much everyone for watching. Stay well.